This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Anif Baharuddin. You're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. It's been two months since the country started transitioning to the endemic phase and while the hustle and bustle of city life is pretty much back, there are other parts of the city and its life that's still slowly transitioning to normalcy. We'll be catching up with some of these organisations, initiatives and individuals to see how they're managing everything and continuing with their lives. In this episode, we're going to be talking to Ahmad Hakim Ahmad Hilmi. He's the founder of KL Sketch Nation, a community that focuses on urban sketching and other arts projects. Let's see what he's up to now and how's the journey been like so far. Uh, yeah, I'm Ahmad Hakim, or known as also Kimio Flario. Uh, I'm the founder of KL Sketch Nation, uh, an NGO that uh, we established in 2014. So we are eight years old today. And we have been doing a lot of activities that involve the three main group of people, the uh, children, early childhood education, the youth, the university student, as well as the professional I mean the adults lah. So what we do is uh, we uh, do engagement and also uh, activities relating to introduction to arts to people who are not, especially to people who are not from the arts background. So we have um, two sides of things. One is the public people and another one is the art community itself to empower these people to invite more people into arts lah, basically. So... Our usual thing that we do is uh, we do sketch walks where we go out on the street um, and then it's an open call to anyone. Just join in, bring your sketchbook and pen and then we just sketch and then walk and then sketch and then makan. Uh, so that is our usual event. lah. But then uh, in the same time juga, um, I mean, we usually go out for um, collaborating events like other NGOs, corporate events and whatnot, so that we can help in terms of uh, advocating arts into everyday life of everyone. So that's what we do, lah, basically. Mm. I mean, you're called KL Sketch Nation, but you mentioned just now that you tend to be a lot more focused on, I guess, welcoming people into arts, right? Or, you know, exposing a lot more people into, into the art scene, right? So is that something that's a focus right now in terms of I guess you know it's not so much about sketching just sketching but rather exposing people to the community I mean I mean uh, we have been doing the same thing for the past eight years but sketch nation means that sketch doesn't really mean just a pen on paper what we meant by sketch is actually the, the, the ideology behind sketch nation is we want everyone to be able to express their inner thoughts or your or their inner creativity per se in the form of sketch by means that whatever you have in your mind in your head you transfer it into paper into music into plays into um, whatever um, artsy platform that are uh, as a sketch so that is the idea of sketch but uh, of course our main focus is usually sketching on paper because that is we believe is actually the best um, bridge between you're not doing any arts into getting into the art world. The first easiest way to do is actually sketching. You know, so um, sketching have been our main focus. In fact, 
um, I am actually finishing my um, doctoral study right now in cognitive psychology in rowing. So whatever that we've been doing and whatnot actually fits as, and also like a, uh, go back and forth into my research lah in terms of um, reaching higher level of thinking through doing arts. So that is actually our main focus. So that's why we go all and about to meet everyone and to encourage everyone to do arts so that they can unlock one of their, their capabilities that we most of us don't know that we have, per se. Yeah. So that is our focus. Mm, all right. Yeah, that's interesting. And if you don't mind me asking this, I mean, I think we've spoken to you multiple times before on different shows and even on this show as well, right? Uh, I think at that time, you just finished your master's and now you're doing a doctorate, right? Uh, and, and I think in a field that, that is also your passion as well. So um, how does that change or influence what you're doing with KL's Cash Nation? You know, what you're doing in your personal life, in your academic life versus what you're doing, you know, as a passion? That's an interesting question because um, my, my background is actually architecture. So I've been studying architecture since um, forever. I was from my diploma to degree to master's and now I'm doing my PhD in architecture as well. But, the thing that that comes to this point today, you know, since um since uh, the start of Chaos Nation is actually the love of the city, you know, the love of of being in the street, the love of being in an architectural setting per se, you know, because for an NGO, uh, for a small timer NGO like 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 our community when we started in two thousand fourteen, it's not very easy to sustain ourselves, especially without any back from, you know, any foundation or any, you know, monetary um, supports and whatnot, that kind of thing. So I believe that my study, actually one of the reason, you know, one of the, one of my core strength towards um, sustaining until this eight years of uh, running KS Cassation, because when I started, it was just a group of people who love sketching, you know, because when we do architecture, when we come into architecture in diploma years, we were introduced to sketching in the street, you know. But then after that, you know, I fall in love with the activities. And then when I went to uh, my degree in Manchester, I found a group called Urban Sketches. You know, little that I know, since 2009, there are communities around the world Every state in, in uh, you know, every country have their own urban sketching group in which it intrigues me more in terms of, you know, sketching is not just an activity, it's a therapeutic activity or I would say um, something that you do for fun, but it's actually a community because when I joined the Manchester Urban Sketches at that time, I have actually joined and co-founded with um, Simon Ribiat from Manchester. So I met a lot of more people you know, met a lot of people and, and get to explore other countries and whatnot through sketching and drawing. So that's where things get to me that, you know, sketching is something simple, yet it can go into something big and it can make changes in the world. You know, I, um, during my, my final year in uh, for my master's last time in Manchester, we've got to become the, the host for the World Sketching Symposium in 2016, in which we become a host for about 44 countries all over the world. I think there's around 450 participants that came from all over the world to Manchester. So we hosted them and I got to meet and know a lot of friends around the world. So now wherever I go in the world, go to Australia, go to Indonesia, go to Manchester, go to London and whatnot, 
uh, even Turkey, will be welcomed by the community um, all around the world. So now KS Cash Nation is known globally and it gives me more aspiration to share whatever the benefits that I've got through sketching to especially in KL because I love my city so much. Now, you know, there's a lot to explore. You know, when you just drive, drive by in KL with a car, you will miss out a lot of things rather than walking and sketching in the street. There's a lot of things that you can see. There's a lot of things you can learn and inspired by in the city itself. So I think that's where, that's where, you know, um, KL Sketch Nation, uh, my research and also the love to the city comes in together into something that I would say, you know, a life uh, worth living in, lah, I would say. All right. Okay, that's great. Um, so yeah, I mean, based on what you've said there, and based on your experience, I guess sketching around the world, um, what makes KL a unique place to live in and also to sketch? Um, yeah, based on your perspective and your experience. Uh, I think I think the the best thing about KL, uh, you know, a lot of people might oversee this thing. I mean, we live a very fast paced life, especially in KL, right? to compare to say to live in Ipoh, to live in Laka per se, where we have a very fast pace in life and we tend to miss out to see the details, to see the small things that happening around the street and whatnot. So I think KL itself, if you really look at it, it's actually a melting pot, you know. It's a melting pot uh, in which cultures from Malaysian culture itself, you know, the Malay, Chinese, Indian and others, you know, it melts into something unique that usually becomes too overwhelmed for people to understand. You see, is this building like a Chinese influence or is this building is an Indian influence or Malay influence? It's a bit confusing to a lot of people and a lot of people choose to neglect it, saying that we don't have uh, an identity on what, whatsoever. But it's actually there. If you look at it closely, for example, in KL, um, actually it's actually almost the same in Ipoh and whatnot lah. The most interesting thing, you know, do you, do you know what is the most Malaysian element in KL? Just a, a riddle for you. Do you, you know what is the very Malaysian thing? Not really. Yeah, tell me, tell me. Yeah, I, I just give you the, the answers. Lah. It's actually our five foot walkway. Oh yeah, yeah. the five foot walkway. Yeah, if you go to other countries, especially in Europe or, you know, Western country and whatnot, they don't have a five-foot walkway like we do have. You know, all those, um, the, the old shop houses in KL and Ipoh, you know, in Melaka, we have this archway in which we usually, you know, walk in front of a shop, right? That is actually becoming like a community or, or an activity. Sometimes the shop actually spilled out to the Kakilima. You know, sometimes people just sit there. Sometimes people do activities. And interesting enough, if you go to Chowkit, for example, uh, on a Sunday, do you know that there's a lot of people playing chess in front of their shops? Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. So we figured that out through our one of our sketch walk last time when we first started. There's a Chowkit Road. Uh, it's a very, very iconic place there because uh, if you be in Chakit Road, you are actually on the walkway and then you can see you, you'll be under the monorail uh, monorail uh, structure, you know. But then uh, underneath, in front of the shops and whatnot, you can see a lot of elderly people. Almost every 
every 50 meter or 30 meter or so, people are sitting there and play chess. You can just come in and just watch them play or you can play with them. You know, this kind of activities is something that a lot of people don't know. In which I think it's a bit, you know, it's a shame lah. We don't really know our, you know, interesting things that happen around the city. That's just one of it. There's a lot more, you know, things like uh, if you go to the Brickfield area uh, during uh, the, the Hindu uh, have their own uh, rituals or whatsoever. There's a lot of things to see. There's a lot of things to ask about. And it's very rich in culture, I would say. So that's one of the things that, that I think people missed out because we always just be in a, you know, in a car and just pass by. You know, once in a while, you can just try to join us and just walk around the street. You'll learn a lot. You see a lot of things. Yeah, and that's part of the experience, right? It's not just limited to looking for interesting landscape or interesting scenery to sketch, but it's also experiencing the city in that way, right? Yeah. Uh, furthermore, I mean, it's not just experiencing in terms of looking, but you will engage, you know. You start to talk to the people, you know, you start to interact with the with the shop shop owners or people nearby. You get to answer tourist questions and whatnot. Sometimes tourists comes to you and ask you things that you don't know. <laughs> for for example, mm-hmm. they come to you and then ask you, well, "Where's this place?" It's like, "Oh, I never know that." But they were asking about the Masjid Jamek, for example. You don't know where's Masjid Jamek, and then it's a bit shame to us. So we start to Google and whatnot, and then, "Oh, okay, I know." this place you know things like that so and and nowadays i think uh, especially in the you know the, the the golden triangle area where where the center of masjid jamek we have the river of life it's beautiful there now you know i mean the, the effort that they do to uplift the space this is is actually very very um, interesting and pretty to actually be in our city right now you know Have you been to Dataran Merdeka during weekdays? Sorry, weekend nights? It's a lot of people, actually. It's, it's very vibrant. People are playing, you know, the scooters. People playing uh, some lights, something that they shoot to the sky. They have all this kind of um, food selling around the area and whatnot. That's a very, very interesting place to be. Uh, especially after the pandemic nowadays, lah. They started to do that already. I went there, I think, about two weeks ago, and I was surprised there's no parking at all in the area. You see? That was Ahmad Hakim Ahmad Hilmi, founder of KL Sketch Nation, a community of urban sketches based in the city. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin, and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin. I'm joined by the founder of KL Sketch Nation, Ahmad Hakim Ahmad Hilmi. We've been catching up and talking about how they've been coping after the pandemic, as well as his perspectives on sketching a few years on. We're going to continue the second part of the conversation precisely on that note by getting his take on what makes KL a good place to live in and also sketch. I think uh, right now, Um, the the public public transportation in uh, KL especially lah talking about if you are in KL the public transportation is very efficient I'm not sure about going out from KL 
I mean, talking about going out, you know, to KTM or whatsoever. But the LRTs, the MRTs, you know, is very, very efficient nowadays, and it connects a lot of places. You know, usually when we do a KS Cashation event, we always find a place where it's accessible to a lot of people. You know, especially people from outside KL and whatnot. But when you are in KL, I would say that I always prefer to to be using the the the, pub, uh, the public transport. Plus, from the public transport itself, even the station, even the the facilities that they have in the station and whatnot, is actually generates a lot of activities around. You know, if you feel like listening to music, you can always to go to LRT KCC. They have that busker's place there. If you feel like going for a, for example, for for a coffee or whatever, you can go to the pasar seni uh, area. You know, if you are keen to some arts uh, or galleries and whatnot, you can go to certain places and whatnot. But the idea is actually the the public transportation in KL connects to all of these places. You see, and um. That's one thing. Another thing that I love about KL is um, lately, I mean, for the past five to ten years, there's a lot of um, adaptive reuse projects. Means that um, a building that was um, formerly different function now uplifted into something very interesting. You can find several of those, uh, especially if you ever heard of Rex KL. Yeah, Rex KL uh, was a Rex um, cinema last time. Now have become a very interesting place where they have all these uh, bookstores. They have like an art exhibition. They have um, food and drinks at the bottom of the building. Other than that, we have uh, you know uh, the Go Down KL um, building. We have uh, the TM Museum building. We even have new museums today. There's a lot of um, adaptive reuse projects that have been, uh, you know, um, using back the old building, using back the abandoned building, most abandoned building into some other activities. You know, if you Google activities in KL, there's a lot of things happening around. Yeah, so that's what I love about KL nowadays because they are very vibrant with activities and also programs. All right. Um, you mentioned just now that I think sketching is, uh, I guess, an entry point for people to start doing arts, right? Um, uh, you make it sound accessible, but how accessible it is, and you know, should one be more focused on getting things right the first time they do it, or should they just be casual about it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the thing about sketching, um, is very contagious. One of the reason being is sketching. If you if you you know understand the meaning, one of the definition is actually is the the crude and fast note taking or crude and fast um, scribble on paper of what you can see in front of you. You know, through my research um, in uh, cognitive psychology in drawing, uh, you know, sketching is something that is the easiest to start because you all you need to do is to Look at what you see in front of you, and then a sketch. It doesn't. It doesn't involve too much of thinking. It doesn't involve too much of um decision, but rather to see, to look, and to sketch. You know, to look and to to draw, and of course also it is little. Uh, you know, not too overwhelming like what you see a painting, 
you know, if you see a realistic drawing or whatsoever, it feels intimidating. Because we believe in chaos cancellation, the only thing that stops you from drawing is your own expectation. When you draw something, you expect it to be beautiful. When you draw, you expect it to be, you know, um, attractive. That's where you start to, uh, you know, you start to stop yourself from doing. Because you, you know, you're afraid of judgment, you're afraid of pressure and whatnot, that kind of thing. So when you sketch, you know, we have a lot of uh, modules in our um, programs and whatnot in which we want you to realize that sketching is no more than just look and take notes on your paper. I can give you a simple analogy in terms of, um, in terms of, um, you know, letting yourself drawing. You see, when you write alphabet, the ABC, are you drawing the letters or are you writing the letters? You know, because when you write, when you write, you don't judge yourself on your writing that much. You know, as long as an A looks an A, doesn't look like a C, doesn't look like a G, you know, you're fine with it. Because what you need to know, what you need to do is actually to communicate with people. When they, you know, uh, read H-A-K-Y-M is Hakim. If you look at, you know, uh, E-A-T is it. So that's most important. People don't judge your handwriting per se, you know, as long as you communicate well. It's actually the same with um, drawing. If you are drawing for the sake of making it beautiful, that's where you start to, you know, slow down things and whatnot because you think it's not good, you think you're, you're demotivated. But if you draw for the sake of, you know, experiencing, if you draw for the sake of note-taking or remembering something, you know, if you are asked to draw a map, for example, how to go to, from here to a place, you know, you don't think much in terms of how beautiful it is, you know. But the best thing about it is when you are not thinking about the beauty of whatsoever, the beauty arises from your drawing, from your sketching, you know. And then especially when you share your sketch. When you share your sketch, people can easily connect to the drawing. You know, when I started sketching, I think when I was in my first year of architecture, I think that was in 2008, 2009, I start to sketch and start to do. Um, I, I did. I did a thing called Ramadan sketch challenge, in which one day I draw one for the whole Ramadan. So what I did was I sketch and then I share it on Facebook at that time. So people say that, oh, are you going to do this every day? Okay, I'll be following you. You know, every day I'll draw a scene somewhere. I just go out and then draw somewhere. And then for after four or five days, you know, people are start. You know, my friends, especially my close friends, start to you know somehow mocking me in terms of, you know, trying to sketch their office from the office when they sit, say, hey, they upload in Facebook, say, hey, Hakim, I tried to do what like you did. It was funny at that time. I mean, it was it was just mocking me. But if you look at the drawing, it's actually good. You know, because you don't think too much on, on making that thing. It becomes something beautiful. So it's contagious in that sense because when people see sketches on social media, people feel like, oh, I think I can do that. If they have paper and pen with them, it's not too hard to start, you know. You just try and then say, "Oh, oh, I don't, I, I don't know that I can do that." Things like that. That's a, the very common things that we got from every sketchwalk. Usually, people go to sketchwalk to just you know accompany their friend who likes to draw, but end up we will force them, not really force, but we will encourage them, give them sketchbook, give them pen, give give them pencil and whatnot to start, and then after that they'll 
definitely gonna hook to that activities and then they'll come without even the friend you know so it, it becomes something that is a, is a kind of movement because uh you know it's easier than you think it is we will prove it to you lah you know things like that Mm, okay, uh, you mentioned just now that I think uh, some of your members do bring their iPads to sketch as well. Um, so um, in sketching, do people prefer to sketch using you know devices like iPads, or do they still prefer the analog way of using pen and paper? It's been a while. I mean, in 2016, when 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 we hosted the World Sketching Symposium in Manchester at that time, there's a lot of people already using iPads to draw at that time. It's just not as accessible as it is today because the device is cheaper than ever now you know you can get a very very uh, cheap um i would say device some of them even draw in their phones you know they just bought like a very cheap stylus and can try to draw and whatnot interestingly interestingly during um, because um, some of you guys might know my dad my father is actually a cartoonist in the 80s uh, he have been doing his comeback to Um, the cartoon world, you know, because uh, he's now the, the vice president for Malaysian Cartoon and Comic House, you know, uh, Rumah Cartoon and Comic Malaysia, in which uh, he has been quite actively involved in the arts, lah, especially, and been drawing back. He just launched his uh, latest book called Pandemic. Uh, he's actually doing all the promotion now in the the the, the Pesta Buku in PWTC right now. So, um, interestingly, uh, for the past two years, he has been quite hard for him to get supplies because during the pandemic, the shop is closed, you know, things like that. And um, I think last year, uh, his birthday, uh, we siblings um, bought him an iPad, you know, a new iPad, the, the the basic one, but with all the pencil and whatnot, he started to use that instead. And within weeks, he's already, you know, get the hang to it, you know, Uh, mind you, my dad is 61 years old this year, you know, and he adapted just like pro in just a week or two. So it's not that hard. It's not that hard. And also, I think, um, you know, they have been doing a very good work in terms of making it as close to a real utensils. Even uh, funnier, my dad's followers, you know, in terms of his cartoon and whatnot, never realized actually he changed his uh, medium because of the drawing doesn't look any different from what he did before. So that's very interesting thing to to know and you know don't be afraid to to try out try it out because it's very very much um, easy and accessible today to actually adopt to this lah. So we save more papers sometimes you know things like that and it's cheaper in terms of you know you need to buy the materials and stuff in a way lah sometimes it, it, it's actually they have pro and cons definitely but there's no harm on trying on the new um, platforms nowadays all right so there is there is a certain form of openness towards i guess embracing new technology yeah. uh, without trying to be too quote unquote traditional and romantic about i guess the old way of doing things right yeah last time last time was a big thing i mean you know people start to uh rise the, the 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 problem with oh um digital digital drawing is is you know is something that is you know is is not real and whatnot but nowadays people uh, don't buy those kind of ideas already you know people see that it's actually 
you know, bringing in a lot of um, positive remarks rather than negative today. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, I think we've spoken before about how um, I think you personally and also to a certain extent, uh, Chaos Cashination uh, cope during the pandemic. Uh, now that I guess everything is reopening up again, what have you been up to? And, um, you know, have you guys been going on the ground and I guess catching again? Um, so far since um, the pandemic, I think two years um, since everything have changed. <laughs> you know, I mean, it changed the whole world. It's a great reset for the whole earth, basically, in which in for the past two years, we haven't been able to do any physical events. So our focus was all on the um, virtual virtual spaces. The metaverse, the, the the blockchain and whatnot, those were the focus that we have been doing. So um, after pandemic have changed to endemic today, where everything is more permitted and it's more free now, uh, we have not yet uh, been uh, got the chance to um, do our own event per se uh, or our own uh, sketch walk and whatnot until today because um, of the, you know, the Ramadan as well as the, the Raya month and whatnot. But uh, we have been um, engaging with a lot of other NGOs, corporates and whatnot to join their events. In fact, we are having an event, quite a big event this uh, weekend in which we are going to be uh, joining an initiative called Mariam Save a Heart in which we will, we've been working actually for the past uh, two weeks. I think two weeks ago, we had a session with uh, the Down Syndrome kids from Kiwanis Down Syndrome Foundation. So we were painting with these kids to create artworks to raise funds for people with um, heart, uh, with chronic heart diseases. So this coming uh, Sunday is going to be uh, the launching of the event where we have around, I think, about 30 to 40 paintings to be auctioned. Um, there is actually a, 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 an event that, that is collaborated with Variam uh, Pusil Fahad, Kiwanis, and also Arto Movement that we are going to be auctioning and raise fund for the kids' medication needs lah for that one. So it's going to be a whole-day event in GMBB, GMBB in Bukit Bintang, in which we are going to paint with the visitors, with the kids and whatnot to raise fund. So you can come and just um, paint with us and then you can sell your drawing for the fundraising. That is one of the things that we've been doing. Lah. We have been doing a lot of events with other NGOs. You know, recently, we did uh, a collaboration with WWF to do their video for nature-based solutions. Those were the things that we have been doing. Uh, but for our own event, we have not yet coming to that, but we are going to start very soon now, we hope. Mm, yeah. Any any definite timeline on when that's going to happen? Um, we are actually planning because um, our uh, well, AGM was quite disturbed by the, the MCO and whatnot. So we haven't been having our AGM for about two years now. So we are planning for our AGM very soon. Hopefully by, by, by the next month, we are going to do our AGM and then we will be opening our membership. So when we open our membership, then of course we have to have our own events lah with the members and whatnot. Yeah. So we are looking at, at the end of this month to launch our membership. 
Mm, all right. Okay. So um, just to wrap up, uh, yeah, it's been eight years for KL Sketch Nation. Uh, you've, I mean, went through a lot of things, you know, the pandemic and everything. Um, so what's next for not only KL Sketch Nation, but for you, you know, in terms of not only, I guess, looking ahead to the future, but also in terms of growth and, I guess, development? Um, yeah. I mean, personally, myself, I am trying to push myself and trying to, you know, to have my last sprint to finish my study right now. I'm supposed to finish my PhD uh, by this year. God willing, uh, all the papers and thesis is now um, on the last phase, finishing the paper. And after that, I'll be getting my doctorate in uh, cognitive psychology in drawing, uh, especially in architecture. So um, what's forward is I think that towards the 10 years of Chaos Nation, this was uh, in our roadmap, lah, in our roadmap of Chaos Nation. By the 10th year of Chaos Nation, we are going into education. We are going serious into education. We want to work with the, the, the government, um, what the KPT. We want to go into schools. We want to go to um, basically our education. And right now we are plotting those path with uh, even the Rumah and Comic Malaysia to bring in our Otai, our, our you know, legend cartoonists and whatnot to move forward with us in terms of educating the newcomers, the new people, even um, the new in terms of um, in arts, you know, who have never been in arts and whatnot to, to grow this idea of everyone needs to have their own artsy side. You know, they have to have their own creative um, activities that they do so that they can be more, you know, uh, good. It's going to be better for their mental health. There's going to be a better growth for everyone in that sense. So our target towards 10 years of Chaos Cash Nation, towards 2024, is we are going all out into education. We are trying to get arts education into the mainstream. We're going to go arts activities and whatnot into you know corporate companies into everywhere basically in, uh, including you know the the healthcare and whatnot that kind of thing in terms of art therapy and whatnot so that is our main um, target or goals the, the ultimate goal that we are going towards now lah, for the next I think at least two to three years all right. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Hakim. Uh, for anyone who like to get in touch with KL Sketch Nation, where can they go to? Um, they can follow us on KL Sketch Nation on Instagram and so Twitter. Uh, you can also um follow my own personal account as well. It's Kimio Flario, K Y M I O F L A R I O. Um, all our updates and all our events will be posted on both lah, on my own and also on KL Sketch Nation. As well as uh, we are going to open our membership very soon. So keep an eye on the social media platforms. Uh, later you can actually apply and also be part of us. Lah. Yeah. 
You've been tuning in to I Love KL and that was Ahmad Hakim, Ahmad Hilmi. He's the founder of KL Sketch Nation, a community of urban sketches that go around the city to sketch various landscapes of our capital. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you missed any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at pfm.my slash I Love KL, our brand new app, which you can find via Google Play and the App Store. And you can also find our podcast on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at PFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Stay safe and join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.